Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena. Thank you for tuning back in. You know, it's interesting to look back at the last 13 episodes, and I'm already forgetting what we've talked about. And every podcaster I've visited with and listened to continues to express that this definitely is a journey. And you look back at those first few episodes and go, what was I thinking? And it is interesting that as we kind of transition into, okay, what is our space and place in this medium? And how can I be most helpful? I love the challenge. So thank you all for the feedback you've been giving us and the encouragement as well, that means more than I can say. We continue to do this in probably some uh, minimal technology ways. Not a lot of fancy bells and whistles to this program, but my hope is that it's helpful in some ways to encourage you and at least to give you some additional reassurance that you are not in this alone. Every day, and, and the best thing I can say about the work I do literally every single day, very rarely do I have a day that I'm not at least with one and sometimes multiple companies listening to their stories, trying to understand their challenges, work through solutions. And I'm in awe of all the different places I get to spend time in, all the different kinds of work that are done out there, trying to figure out how we keep doing this better. Right now, we seem to have more questions than solutions in our organizations. We know best practices, but it's not fitting our reality of relentless change lots of volatility, uncertainty, and more fatigue. I'm really concerned about leader exhaustion right now, even connected to employees, right? Stress and burnout. We know that we have employees with multiple barriers to employment who are feeling stress and strain and exhaustion, from balancing all they need to do to make a living and support the people they have in their lives. And with what we believe will be next as part of this pandemic experience of coming through this hopefully stronger and better, yet with what lessons learned in our organizations. And here in the Midwest, We are struggling in particular with what's going to give. In fact, that's the question I had from an HR director last week. What is got to give for this situation where we don't have enough labor, but our companies are positioned to grow? They're growing. The customer demand is there. And nearly every single day last week, I had at least one person, if not multiple, say to me, we want to grow, we see opportunity, and yet we can't find the people to help us get there. And I don't have those answers. And I do believe there's some 
uh, emerging thoughts around how we design work and how we design companies and really leverage the strength of people. And what I do know is that as people, we figure it out. We figure out how to grow and emerge even better through tough stuff like this. So I want to focus today on the phrase not enough. And what does that mean? We so know there's lots of ways that applies. There's not enough time in our day. There's not enough people available possibly to do the work. And yet from a leadership development perspective, I want to also note that modeling, modeling best practices, modeling expectations, modeling effective leadership behaviors is also not enough. And what do I mean by that? I often say within a lot of the workshops and trainings that I give that people do what people see. So if I freak out as a leader, (laughs) my team's going to freak out. If I model it, it has been a, a leadership piece of advice that if I model it and I live it, people will get it. And I want to challenge that idea today for a few minutes in that even if leaders, no matter what your position, if you are an influencer and you're modeling best practices and you're modeling effective behaviors, and while we know that watching people is one of the most powerful ways we learn, I believe that in challenging times, when stress levels are higher, modeling it is not enough. Think about what you could do as an influencer. Think about what you could do as a leader today to have some conversations with your team about the tough stuff going on, about putting topics on the table so that you can wrestle with them together. As leaders, we can continue to talk about and practice and model better organizational practices, but modeling is not enough. Modeling only gets us part of the direction. So let's think about some ways that that could apply. Think about change as a process, right? So change by definition, we've continued to explore in this podcast. Change by definition is an altered state. Something is different now than it was before. Something is different now than it was before. Change management is a process in which organizations, team, and team members move from current state to future state. And it's not typically in one fail swoop. It is in multiple steps, two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, and maybe even six steps back. Change management as a process. Because we announce a change effective Monday, it's the transition afterwards that's really hard. So if as a leader, I want to help meet people where they're at and bring them with me, I need to not just model it. Model it is not enough. I've got to be able to articulate to them, here's where we're at. Here's where I want us to go. 
and then bring them along in that process so that they know where they fit in. In the absence of information, people make it up. And if they don't know how they fit in, they may choose not to stay. They don't know how they contribute. They don't know where they belong. And change as a result gets even harder because now you're asking me to buy into something that I don't even understand. Modeling change, modeling best practices is not enough. We've got to meet people where they're at and talk them through it. The ups and the downs and the challenges and the opportunities and where they fit in. As leaders, we also are expected to put on what I will call our game face that we have to model best practices when it comes to managing stress and overcoming burnout. Of course, we wanna model good practices. Of course, I want you known as an effective professional, always taking the high road, taking good care of people, conducting yourself in ways that, that support and encourage growth and development of people. Yet modeling stress management or modeling burnout prevention is not alone enough. What would happen in the next few weeks if you had some honest conversations with your team, team members, people who report to you, coworkers of yours about what is really happening with our stress right now? Where are we most at risk for burnout? And how can we add some shield to that? How can we help each other recognize, reverse, and build resilience before it gets worse? I can model it as a leader. I can think about my best stress management practices. I can think about ways that I avoid burnout. But what would happen if you put those topics on a table at a staff meeting this week and said, folks, I think this is important enough. We need to talk through this because if you're not talking about it, you're missing part of the equation. You can model it, but how do people really know? They see you trying to model best practices, but do they know why? Recently, I ran into an example where I had a senior leader who was trying to model those practices. He'd been putting in long hours. He had been doing what he needed to do to take care of his team. And then he left. He left for a day and didn't tell anybody why. And while I really want leaders to be able to take that time off and step away to sharpen their saw, if you will, as they need to, he didn't communicate the reason behind that. And it wasn't that he had to go into huge amounts of details behind it. He was doing it for his own mental health. And while the timing may not have been ideal, it became way more uh, sticky because he didn't share with other people what was going on. Now, I believe in good boundaries, right? 
Those of you who hang around me much, my HR background comes through, right, in many of my approaches and frameworks and perspectives. I want us to keep good boundaries. And yet at the same time, I don't want to leave people wondering. In this particular case, he'd been seen as very stressed out, trying to manage it, and then just simply didn't um, communicate why he was out at a crucial time when everybody else was working extra. Now, alone, one case, is that a big deal? Maybe, maybe not. But consider where we need to fill in more of the blanks right now. Consider why modeling good practices just doesn't cut it. We've got to talk about what those practices are. We need to understand where each of us are coming from in the choices we make to balance that out right now. Oh, what else can we add to that? So change itself, stress and burnout Remember, stress is an overload. So if you are saying, I'm stressed out, often what people are trying to express, if I could just get this all under control, this would be so much better. For stressed out people, the physical damage comes first. That's where we talk about high blood pressure and hypertension and many of those physical attributes of stress. And that overwhelming sensation of, oh, if I could just get caught up, if I could just get through enough on my to-do list. Recognize the difference between that and burnout. Burnout may come as a result of too much stress, but burnout, the first impact is emotional. It is a lack of emotion. It is a, it is a, um, uh, void. Oh, if I, I just can't even look at this place anymore. It's when you're walking away from your building, when you're shutting down your computer and you just say, I'm done. There's nothing left in the tank. I think it's really important for us as leaders to distinguish between the two. And then, of course, we need to pick strategies that help support us for stress or burnout. The strategies may be the same, but the strategies could be very different. If I'm stressed out in order to alleviate some of that overwhelmed and maybe overscheduled, overcommitted Maybe I just need some productive, deep work time. Maybe I need to prioritize or shuffle some things around to improve a process to gain some efficiencies back. That's a very different type of response than burnout. So what is it that I need to do to reverse the impact of burnout and get my I care back again? Maybe that's a reconnecting to the purpose. Maybe that's some new skills or coping uh, mechanisms. Maybe that for you is some time to do something fun or something that's rejuvenating for you. You refill differently when you're burned out versus when you're stressed out. I can model those practices, but modeling is not enough. Can you talk to your staff this week about what they're experiencing and what their options are? 
You simply handling it doesn't do what they need done. They need to hear from you that this struggle, oh, I'm going to sound like a meme now, but the struggle is real, right? This is hard stuff right now. And while I want leaders to know they are not in this alone, your team needs to hear from you in a vulnerable moment that they are also not alone in the struggle and that you hear them, you see them, you're walking this with them. And while answers may not be clear right now, while we may not have those next steps, we're going to figure this out together. The other thing I want to add, third point of what's not enough, modeling, handling change alone is not enough. We got to talk about it. We have to understand the difference between change and change management and how we navigate that. Modeling, managing our stress levels or preventing burnout is not enough. We've got to talk about our options and how we back each other up, where we all struggle on a day-to-day basis and how we can help each other through that. And the third one I want to add to that is the concept that time is a combined resource on your team. And you're not getting more hours in your day, which means we need to get picky about how we spend our time as a team. So often we have conversations around managing time. And I do workshops all around managing time, managing distractions, um, preventing interruptions, Yet I really want us to look at what that is combined as a team, collective work, recognizing that time is a significant resource. Everything is done in time and time is costly. This is our opportunity to get picky, get particular, eliminate the unnecessary, create, stop doing lists. That's a prioritization to say, you know what, right now, this does not serve us. We need to stop doing this because it's not our priority right now. It's not critical to our core work or it doesn't add value. I want our teams to focus on what matters most. Invest the time to improve processes and look for inef- look for inefficiencies to find those efficiencies. Plan for uninterrupted work. Each of us needs some deep thought time. And there's a great book out by Cal Newport called Deep Work in which he understands that, of course, there's activities you do every day, what he calls shallow work. It's not unimportant work. But it is work where you can manage multiple disruptions or interruptions, and you can do the work well enough. But we all have times where we need that deep work to break through limits of our of our mental capacities to get into better, innovative, thoughtful, uh, deeper work. And how can you as a team protect some of that work for each other? How can you give each other some space 
and cover for one another to allow for some of that deep work. When we do that, by the way, that stress load gets better. This is our time. This happens to be our space and place in history. And when we're spending 35, 40, 45% of our adult life in this exchange for making a living, we're in this together. And leaders, I'm pushing on you today. It is not enough just to do it. It is not enough to just expect it. It is not enough to just model it. All of those things are important. But here's your challenge. Here's your next step. We need to talk about it. We need to make sure that we are putting those topics on the table and being present with people, understanding where they're at, asking them questions so that we are viewing change and we're talking about the change process and we're having conversations around where are we nervous? What are we concerned about? How can we do this better? It's our opportunity to put stress and burnout on the table and to really understand the mental health of each team player and how we can be there to support each other. And lastly for today, it is our commitment that we only have so many hours in our day and that time is one of the most valuable resources within our organization, within our teams to maximize and to raise to the next level. Those are the thoughts I have to share with you today. As always, thank you for taking the time out with me for your feedback and encouragement and for continuing to let us know how we can support you best. Take care, be well.